guess what? I'm turning 40 this month. I know, right? So I think it's time we had a chat about aging. I mean, why not? About what it means to be a woman of a quote unquote certain age, how society views us, how we view ourselves and what it means to get older as a woman. I'll be getting real about trying to find the line for myself between caring too much about how I look and giving precisely zero fucks and letting it all go. (laughs) Is it okay to want to look good? Should we be striving to maintain a youthful appearance? I'm asking all of these questions. Essentially, I'm asking what the fuck is aging all about? I don't claim to have all the answers here. But as I'm reaching this age milestone, I've been pondering all these things. And I think we should be talking about this more. So let's do exactly that. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. This is me, Cory Javid, your self-proclaimed business best friend from CoryJavid.com. And oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> am I excited for today's show because we're talking about aging. If you're like, wait, what? We don't want to talk about things like this on the podcast. I mean, sometimes we do. See the episode that we did about boobs. <laughs> In fact, I think we had two. We had sales and boobs and how I manifested bigger boobs. Anyway, we talk about whatever shit we want on this show. Because <laughs> we're mothers and business owners and there is a richness to what it interests us and lights us up. And I am turning 40 in the month of November. And of course... <laughs> aging is on my mind. So I really want to bring this discussion to you. All of the things, aging, looking older, getting older, what does it mean? How am I processing it? And also, I want this to be an open conversation. So bring me your thoughts to my Facebook community, Limitless Mothers. I would love to know your thoughts on anything that I'm discussing in today's show. Open invitation now and always, just for that matter. So before we get stuck in, I'm celebrating not one but three birthdays in the month of November. Oh yes, oh yay. It is, of course, my 40th. Did I mention that? Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I always insist on dragging my birthday across the entirety of the month. I am not going to be confined to a solitary day. You know I love celebrating 
celebrating. And so becoming another year older just gives me an added extra excuse to live it up and be living life large. And so given that I'm turning 40, I'm going to be doing all of the things. And so for the, the next three episodes, this and then the following two, I'm going to be talking about, you know, different things that I've been considering as it pertains to being 40. So I'm talking about aging. I'm going to be talking about asking for what we need. This one can be tricky for us. Stay tuned for that next week. And I'm also going to be talking about allowing abundance. So I like a bit of alliteration, aging, asking for what we want and allowing abundance. Um, It's going to be so good, but it's not just my birthday, you see. It is my business's fourth birthday. I can't believe that. That's gone by in a flash. And in addition, this very podcast, my love, we recently rolled straight through, just barreled on past our 200th episode, and we are now hitting our three-year milestone. I can't believe that. I'm like checking in my head. Is that correct? Three years? Really? Yes. Three years old. So happy birthday, me. Happy birthday to my business and happy birthday to my podcast. So I was thinking, you know, what do I want to do to really mark this occasion to mark the 200th episode, my birthday, all the all the birthdays. And I had in mind to do something like um, a big giveaway, some sort of like live stream event or something. And do you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The thought of it sounded lovely. I love doing things like that. But given that I've got so many different birthday plans in November, I was like, I don't know that I'm going to have the energetic bandwidth for that because, yes, I have an amazing and incredible and supportive team who do lots of the doing for me, but I still need to hold the energy of that. I still need to think about it strategically. I still need to be interacting and, you know, doing the live streams or whatever else I decided to do. So do you know what I've decided? <laughs> I've decided that to to celebrate, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Not from the podcast. We're um, getting ahead with these. And so they'll be still rolling out because, you know, wild horses can't drag me away from speaking to you every week, my love. Um, but I'm just going to take a break in terms of I'm not going to feel like I need to do a big something for it. I'm just going to allow the other things that I've got going on in my life to be enough. Um, And I do lots of big things and giveaways and extra this, that, and the others at other times in the year. And I feel good about that. And so I've decided that the way that I'm celebrating is by just living my best life. (laughs) And instead, what I would like to ask of you, my love, is if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time and you've been enjoying it, if you've been taking some little nuggets of gold for it, if it's been giving you mindset shifts, inspiration, if it's been helping you to expand your view of what's possible for yourself, if you've just been essentially loving it, then here's what I would love. I would love you to give me the birthday gift of sharing that. I would love you to either take a screenshot of this episode or your favorite episode when you're listening to it in your podcast player, and then just go and share it to your Instagram stories and let your community, your people know what it is that you love about this podcast. That would mean the world to me. That would be an amazing and incredible birthday present. If you do that, make sure that you tag me at Corrie Javid so that we can see it and we can reshare that too on my Instagram. Um, That would make my day and Teams Day as well, because it's not just me here producing these things. I have a very capable um, team of podcast editors that are keeping from you all of the fluffs and stumbles and butts and ums and all sorts of random crap that otherwise you'd be forced to listen to. Also, poor sound quality. Like right now, um, I'm putting up with 
a really noisy fan. My computer needs a new fan. So, you know, thanks to them, you're listening to this in a much smoother, more enjoyable listening experience. Also, thanks to my team, we get the word out on the podcast every week. So it wouldn't just make my day, it would make the days of all of the people who put their love, care, energy and attention into getting this podcast out and into your ears every week. So that would mean a lot to me, my love. It would, you know, be a lovely birthday present. Or if you don't want to do that, you could just go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and whatever the heck it's called these days and leave me a lovely review. If you don't want, if you know, if you don't have a lovely review to leave, then just don't leave one. <laughs> leave me a lovely review specifically for my birthday. And that would just mean so much to me as well. And the other thing is, is it's not just about me and the team. It's also about uh, getting the word out and helping other women. I want all mothers and business owners to feel limitless. I want them to feel like and know that success is possible for them, not in spite of motherhood, but because they're mothers. I want them to feel able and empowered to do incredible things, to go after their dreams and desires, to feel worthy of it, and to achieve incredible things and make the kind of impact that I know that they're here to make and the income to boot. And so we can do that. We can spread that love that abundance, that joy, and that empowerment by sharing this show. So I'm just going to pause right now because I just want you to go ahead and do that as a birthday request. <laughs> I feel like I can make that request, right? Because I'm turning 40 and we have to ask for what we want. Mm, more on that next week's episode. I'm just going to pause and let you do that. Tum-ti-tum, tum-tum, tum-ti-tum. Mm-hmm. You done? Cool. Thanks. Thanks, my love. I love you. I appreciate you. Sharing is caring. Um, Okay, so let's get stuck in to this episode. This is 40 and specifically aging. I mean, you may not be 40. You might be 50. You might be 37. You might be 20 something. You might be 68. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is we're all getting older. (laughs) And the fact of the matter is, is that as women or female identifying people of the world, Aging kind of matters in a way that we kind of probably wish it didn't. Should it matter? Does it matter? Is it okay if it matters to us? Like, let's look at this together. So, before we get stuck in, though, oh, I forgot to do my usual segment. Um, I was just going to tell you what limitless money looks like to me this week. So, I will just do that. So, this is where I share with you how I'm using the money that uh, I'm creating um, in a day to day kind of a way just to keep rolling this expectation that it's okay for us and easy for us to have money, create money, charge money, receive money, save money, invest money, all of the things. Money is available to you, my love. And that's really the reason for me sharing this. So I was thinking about what limitless money looks like to me this week. And I was thinking about it in relation to turning 40 and aging. And really how I use money in this regard is I feel empowered to take care of myself in the ways that I want to without having to compromise for financial reasons. So for me personally, that looks like um, having a gym membership, which side note, I haven't been using because we've now got a home gym as well. So I'm kind of deciding if I want to keep that, Um, which looks like on that same note, buying home gym equipment. So I just bought up us a um, pull-up rack. Yes, I'm attempting the pull-ups. Now I can do precisely three with banded support. So that's like a band thing that goes under your leg. So not strong yet. 
And anyway, bought that for us. Um, it looks like, you know, buying the epic yoga mat that I wanted. So I really dislike plastic and avoid it if I possibly can. And it's the, I don't know if you pronounce it life form or life for me. It kind of looks like both. Um, yoga mat, I'm obsessed with it. Bought that a while ago, but it's just being able to make those kind of decisions and not worrying about spending, I can't even remember how much it was, 70 quid on a yoga mat. I mean, you can get one for like a tenner, um, but I have the privilege of the financial freedom and empowerment to go and just buy those kinds of things that are important to me and in alignment with my values because I make my money, because I am tuned into abundance because I've done my money mindset work. Um, it also looks like I recently purchased a course actually to um, support me in the weight training that I'm doing at home or should be doing at home. <laughs> I kind of keep getting thrown off my best laid plans. Um, and that was, I think, 250 quid. Um, and I'm really enjoying that, actually. It also looks like me paying for the wonderful and beautiful and supportive Linda Vizzoli, who is my nutritional therapist who I've been working with for many months now. And as a thanks to her, I'm feeling just so much better in my body. I'm going to get her on the show at some point. We can talk about those transformations, but I pay her in an ongoing way for her expertise and support and how grateful I am that I get to do that. And then just other things like being able to buy organic food or really clean beauty products, which come at an additional cost because it's more expensive to make those kind of things, right? So that's what it looks like in terms of age-related or just really wellness and well-being and how I am able to spend that money on myself because, number one, I feel empowered too because I've worked on my money mindset and secondly, because I actually have the funds to do that because I worked on my money mindset. If those things are sounding good to you, if you want to feel empowered to take best care of yourself financially, head over to coryjavid.com forward slash limitless, check out my money mindset course. Um, but let's get into this topic, aging, being 40 in my case. So I'm getting older, you're getting older, none of us can escape it. How do we deal with it? <laughs> so the first thing that I want to talk about is that I'm not an expert on this. I'm not an expert on aging, of course. <laughs> I'm not a doctor or an aesthetician. Easy for me to say. You know what I'm saying? That thing. And also, there's some, you know, a lot of this is just my personal opinion. I'm going to share my personal experience. But I want us to be more open in dialogue about what it means to be a woman and aging in this time that we're in and how that can feel for us. Because I think sometimes just knowing that we're having that shared and common experience can actually feel um, really good to just feel seen in how we're sort of sometimes struggling with aging or um, conflicted around it or what we're doing. And really, ultimately, I want us to feel better about aging. If you're feeling anything other than fantastic about aging, I want you to feel great about it. That's really my motive for us talking about this on the show today. So I'll just give you a quick kind of overview of how I feel about aging and just getting older. I don't have that fear of turning 40. Like I know it's easy at certain significant age milestones to have the fear somehow, but I decided a long time ago, I was just going to embrace aging. I was just going to decide that each year gets to feel better and better. And I've done the kind of mindset work to get myself behind that. Also, it helps that I'm obsessed with birthdays and I celebrate the shit out of them. So it just feels like, woohoo, 40, because it was more of an excuse for an even bigger fun time, <laughs> right? So and that's how I feel. 
Uh, but and at the same time, just about aging generally. So the number doesn't concern me being 40, but aging generally, it is something that's on my mind. I would love to give less of a shit about it than I do, if I'm honest. And it's not like it keeps me up at night. But it is that thing, you know, I do notice certain like lines appearing on my face. I know that my metabolism isn't what it was, which is getting actually improving because I'm working with Linda on that. Um, but you know, there's bits it's in places that weren't there anymore. <laughs> um, and I feel like, uh, well, one of the reasons why I started working with Linda, and again, I'll, share, I'll save most of this for um, another show we can dive into that more specifically, but was because I felt like I just didn't, I wasn't in tune with my body in the same way that I used to be. Now, actually, through that work, I realized that I really wasn't actually all that in tune with my body ever. <laughs> Um, but it kind of wasn't operating in the ways that I was anticipating and used to be able to rely upon it to operate. So, you know, there's all of these things. I have some gray hairs. I don't have that many. I found out during lockdown because I've been, I've been dyeing my hair blonde since I was 14, <laughs> apart from a short stint for mm, slightly less than a year when I went brunette for a while, but that had to be dyed because of all the blondness underneath from all of the bleach. Um, but yeah, so I had literally no idea whether I was like full gray, partially gray, just didn't know because, um, I mean, I don't do my own roots. My, my hairdresser doesn't say, wow, you're getting gray or anything. But when we were in lockdown and I couldn't have my roots on, I was like, oh, there are, there are grays there. Yep. Um, that doesn't bother me because, hey, I get to dye that. That's fine. But here's one of the things that I kind of think about is, how we can feel less, this is the thing that's kind of hard to say, that we can feel less and less relevant as women as we get older. And the reason being is that youthfulness in women is revered like above all else. I think because of obviously biologically, childbearing years in terms of like anthropologically, you know, it was our purpose back when that was the only thing that we could do kind of thing. And consequently, you know, youthfulness, fertility is kind of upheld, put on a pedestal. But that's still kind of maintaining as a sort of underlying message for us. Even now, if you look to TV, social media, it's it's starting to change. The tide is changing, but it's been so slow and it really isn't there yet. The representation of women past the age of, say, 30. It just starts becoming very thin on the ground. And that bothers me. I don't like that because I don't want to feel like I'm suddenly less relevant as a member of society or suddenly less valuable as a human being. But if we're not careful, we can internalize that as a truth by the inputs that we're receiving by turning on YouTube and seeing loads of young, live, youthful women on their YouTube channels or watching an advert and everybody in it is young and thin and pretty and white, you know, and actually I've noticed that starting to change. I don't know where you are, but in the UK, diverse representation, at least racially, seems to be changing in, um, in like media and adverts in particular, I've noticed, which I'm very much um, happy about. It's really, really good to see that. And obviously, there's still a long way to go. But um, but it, as we're talking about aging today, I still just don't see enough representation of older women, you know, in front of us 
day in and day out and having you know leading roles and it may it it's we're still at the point where when you watch something on netflix and there's a really strong female lead who wasn't picked because she was just beautiful or whatever or maybe a good actress but and beautiful um or youthful or whatever um it still stands out and you're like oh wow that's really cool uh, it shouldn't be that remarkable right <laughs> it should be just like of course <laughs> um so this is why we can end up feeling weird about aging. And I think it's always, you know, like I'm always talking about on the show, it's always worth looking at like, where does this feeling come from? Because we can really internalize it, and make it personal. We can feel like we should look a different way. We should look younger. We should look more youthful. We should look slimmer, prettier, whatever those shoulds feel like to you. And really it's nonsense, It can't, but it just comes from the, a lot of the content and the cultural messaging that we're kind of receiving and consuming. Consuming. So that's something to really think about. So what I'm doing to try and combat that is, I mean, I'm always trying to be mindful of what content I'm consuming. You might know that I don't watch the news. I very re resolutely refuse to watch the news. Sometimes that does result in slight ignorance on my part. <laughs> I'll own up to that because I don't know what's going on. Um, but I just feel very strongly about how the media can be just so toxic. So that's something, that's an area where I'm kind of limiting what I consume. But I'm also just very, trying to be very aware. So if I'm on social media and I'm following somebody and they're making me feel old or less than somehow or not good enough somehow. Um, I really check myself on that and I ask myself, okay, do I need to go away and do my work on feeling relevant and valuable and worthy or do I need to just stop following this person? Sometimes it's both, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Uh, but I, I would just invite you to, if you're kind of resonating with anything that I'm saying in terms of, you know, not quite feeling like you measure up or worrying about looking older or being older or whatever, I would start with what are you consuming content-wise? What messages are making their way in? Because those are sneaky motherfuckers, those messages. <laughs> they We don't even realize a lot of the time that it's kind of coming in through our eyeballs and lodging in our subconscious and making us feel just shit without us actually knowing that it's going on there in the background. Um, and then don't even get me started on filters. So I have a love-hate relationship with filters on social media. I would love to never use a filter again and decide, like, this is me, this is just my face. <laughs> I've got a story about that in just a second from my friend. Um, this is just my face, take it or leave it. But I will fully admit, because, hey, we're here as business besties, just, you know, being real about this, I will fully admit that sometimes I I just don't feel like I want to show my unfiltered face. And that makes me sad, actually, because why the fuck not? Like, sorry if my face offends, but it's really not that my face is going to offend somebody else if it does. Like, fuck off. Um, but it's more that we're not accepting how we look. And when we don't accept how we look, or I'm not in my in that instance accepting how I look, the reality of how I look. And if we're not accepting that, it's not because we're wrong. So what we don't want to do is beat ourselves up for feeling shit about how we look or whatever that might be. What we want to do is recognize where that feeling comes from. It comes from because we're so used to seeing everybody else bloody filtered up to the max. And it comes from this, you know, the, you know, media imagery that tells us that youthfulness is the thing that is valued. 
So yeah, so I would really love to sit here and say, okay, as I'm 40, I'm not going to ever use a filter on Instagram again. But oh, that feels hard to say. Do you know that feels hard to make that commitment? That's shit. <laughs> That's really shit. Because why should it matter? Why should it matter if I look a bit knackered? Or you can see my fine lines, you know, like, why should it matter? What should matter is really my energy and what I've got to say. Is it of any use or value to you? Actually, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make that commitment. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Part of me inside is like, Whoa! and that's kind of shows that you're doing that work, that stretchy work. So here I am just doing it live on the show. I'm going to commit to you, my love. I'm going to stop using filters in Instagram. Who wants to join me? Join me if you dare. So my point is, though, is I like to look at these things. I, I like to use them as an edge to work on, you know, like a personal development edge. I, I noticed notice where I'm feeling uncomfortable. Notice why I'm feeling uncomfortable. So I'm feeling uncomfortable about never using a filter on Instagram again. Why am I feeling uncomfortable? Because I've been told that I should look youthful and beautiful and filters help me feel that way. And then deciding like, is that serving me? Ultimately, no, it's not serving me and it's not serving you actually. Now, hey, if you need to use a filter, want to use a filter, you do you, my love. This is never me making any decisions like this. So just really for myself um, and, you know, and also showing up in a way that I, I want to show up in an integrity. But for, for my values, but that doesn't mean they have to be your values. So, but when I show up without a filter, you know, it's just an, an example of a normal face <laughs> on social media, not a filtered one. And if we never had filters, we would all just be more used to that, right? So, there's my thoughts on that. But here's the thing that just the, the filter thing is kind of like a wider issue, though. Um, and that is that as women, unfortunately, we have been told, been raised to believe and are still told, even though it's so outmoded and outdated as a concept, but it is still so pervasive that our looks our appearance are our currency as women. Our looks and our appearance are our currency. And that's just so tragic because, you know, there's things that we can do about our looks, but also we're just born looking the way we look. And how sort of just sad that our value should be so skin deep uh, as it pertains to society's perception. And I really want to do my part in changing the tide there because I feel like I am subjected to that standard and I don't like it and I want it to be different for my daughter and so it kind of has to start with me if I want to make that change. So things that I'm doing on that front are I, you know, don't talk about my appearance in any kind of negative way in front of my daughter. I really try to call myself out on, um, you know, privately, not with her, um, but try to notice when I'm trash talking myself as it regards to my appearance. But it's hard because we're so conditioned. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was, you know, praised as a child if I looked pretty or cute or whatever. And those are the things that the, the good girl, the little demure, neat girl with the pretty dress and the polite manners, you know, it's all kind of combines to make us feel like, how we look and how we appear, not what we do is the important thing. And actually, it's really what we do that should be the thing that is most valued. We should just value ourselves in our entirety, even if we do nothing again and just looking exactly how we look. That would be nice for us to all get to that state. That's what I'm working on. Want to work on it with me? <laughs> um, 
But also, if we're going to be valued by society, we should be valued for being a human being and valued for a contribution that we're making. That's my opinion, not how we look. But we are not at that stage yet, my love, are we? And I think that that needs to change. It really needs to change because if anything, it's going the opposite way for men. So men are becoming more valued for how they look. I'm like, no, that's not the answer. Can we all just stop fixating on appearance? Like, it's so much social conditioning that we're up against. So really me sharing all of this is just, I think it's worth us acknowledging that this is where all of these feelings come from. This is why we give ourselves such a hard time. It's easy to kind of put that blame back on ourselves. And I really don't want any of us to be doing that, to be like, oh, why do I give myself such a hard time? You know, I shouldn't beat myself up. I should be able to just do this and not care. But no wonder it feels hard if it's feeling hard for you, because we're up against, you know, millennia of, maybe not millennia, I don't know, hundreds of years at least of conditioning of telling us that our appearance is our currency. And that doesn't have to be true. And hey, that's not true. It doesn't have to be true in business. So one of the things that I like about having an online business, and maybe this is just my perception, or maybe I just decided it was going to be this way. So this is my reality. You get to do the same. But is that I feel like it's different from the corporate space because the corporate space, I worked in a fairly diverse corporate space, but it still felt like the patriarchy. It still was generally men in upper management positions, right? So it, making the more important decisions about, you know, who gets promoted, that kind of thing. And looks mattered. And, and they've done all sorts of studies on this showing that you know, people who look quote unquote attractive get um, more promotions and job interviews and things like that. And that's just, oh, it's, it's, it's frustrating that that's true, isn't it? But I feel like it feels different out here, <laughs> out here in the online business world. I feel like our energy counts for more, our message counts for more, the impact that we're making counts for more. And I feel less judged by, you know, the outside space than I did in the corporate world. I felt very judged on a very sort of real and daily basis on my appearance. I felt like I had to look a certain way at work. I had to dress a certain way. I had to have my hair done. I had to like wear my makeup a certain way. Couldn't just like rock up in a hoodie and no makeup, <laughs> you know, not acceptable. Um, so appearance did really kind of count. And I really like being in this online space that, that I can just show up on, say, a live stream with a hoodie on, which I've done before, and like minimal makeup, and just go for it. Or show up on Instagram stories, which I have done just sweaty, straight out of the gym, no makeup, really greasy, slick back, <laughs> sweaty hair. Um, and it's not going to harm my ability to make money. So there's that. And, and that, again, could just be my personal perception of this online space, but that's kind of what I'm choosing to believe and I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> and I invite you to choose to believe the same if that feels like it's going to serve you as well. So, but just bringing this concept of aging into business, it does impact our business if we let it because... I've coached so many women through the fear of visibility. It's one of those kind of hurdles that I think particularly early on in business, we need to overcome. We worry that getting visible is going to mean judgment. And there's all sorts of things that can hold us back on that front. I've spoken to women who don't want to get visible because they're carrying more weight than they would like to be because they feel like their hair doesn't look good or they don't know, you know, their makeup or what, whatever. Lots of kind of physical appearance based ideas can hold us back from showing up online, from getting visible. 
But kind of like I was talking about in last week's episode, I like to believe that being actually just human, this is why I'm making this commitment to not using a filter. Um, but doesn't have to, you know, our humanness can actually be the thing that makes us the money, doesn't have to hold us back. And so that includes our appearance and that includes our aging faces, my love. <laughs> now, I, d- I find it hard to, it depends, obviously, it depends what you're doing. If you're selling the secret to a youthful glow, then maybe you need to look youthful. I don't know. Um, but otherwise, for anybody else, <laughs> um, I don't think it matters a jot if you show up looking at the age that you are. I think really what matters is your energy. People buy from people, and we are all, most of us here are personal brands, right? People buy from people based on energy and how that other person makes them feel. So that's my view on it. And I would just love to invite you that if you're having any of those fears around visibility, know where they're coming from as it pertains to the conversation we've just been having in this show today. Don't make yourself wrong for having had those feelings. But now that you know where they've come from, now you can work on them. Work on feeling worthy. Work on self-acceptance. Work on self-love, self-kindness. Start quieting that trash-talking inner critic. Oh, just on that note, um, we had a wrap-up call for one of my elevated abundance masterminds recently and i got um each of the ladies to share some significant things that they're proud of and just one of the women oh what she said just made me so happy i could have cried in that moment and she said that she felt like she'd finally quieted her uh, internal critic i mean oh can we all just be like giving her a round of applause um and that's what i'm working on as you know as it relates to aging i'm trying to quiet that internal critic who's saying oh you're looking older and you shouldn't be essentially she's not as kind as that sometimes um because why shouldn't i i am older why shouldn't i look older now The reason why I believe that I shouldn't is because I've been conditioned to believe that youthfulness should be upheld above all else. So here's the thing, though. So we've talked about kind of where this comes from. We've talked about how actually it can show up in our business if it's holding us back from feeling and being able to feel visible. But also, like one of the conversations I was having with my um, VIP client recently was we were talking about, well, what's the line, though? Because is it okay to care at all about how we look? Um, Should we care about whether we're looking older or should we just not give a flying fuck at all and just like let it all hang out like where's the line like is it okay to care at all about how we look and again I don't have like a definitive answer here I'm I'm not a guru (laughs) right but I'll just kind of give you my opinion on that so what I'm looking at in terms of the line I'm trying to navigate here is I want to feel like I look good in a way, but not necessarily youthful. I'm giving up on that as an idea because I'm getting older and I don't want to fight that. I don't want to fight getting older. I want to just expand into it energetically and embrace it to the best of my ability. So, but I I feel like I feel like for me, I feel like it's okay to care about my appearance. I don't, and now that doesn't mean I have to care at all times. I will totally rock up on the school run, um, wearing my comfies most days, not actually properly dressed. <laughs> Sometimes I haven't even brushed my teeth. Um, that's embarrassing. Uh, but you know, it's about kind of the time and a place thing. But uh, you know, if I'm going on a date night out. Um, with my husband or I'm going out with my best friend somewhere. I don't see anything wrong with wanting to do my hair or put on a dress or whatever, as long as I'm doing that for me and not because I feel like it 
um, would be wrong to show up looking any differently. So it is kind of a fine line, isn't it? Because it's like we do care about how we look a lot of the time. And is that okay? And I think for me, it's okay as long as I feel like I'm really just doing it for myself and not because I'm attaching any of my value to how I'm appearing. So I'm just doing it because it feels fun to wear that dress or curl my hair, but not because there's an expectation that I will be valued less if I, you know, wore something different, didn't curl my hair, wore less makeup or whatever. And that that can be a difficult thing to balance. I'm going to be honest about that. But essentially, just the that line that I'm trying to walk is giving myself permission to care somewhat about how I look, but as long as it's just for me, but also not putting my not putting pressure on myself to look a certain way, and in particular, not putting pressure on myself to look younger than 40, because guess what? I am 40. So um, for me personally, that's kind of the lens through which I'm making certain decisions like I might have talked about this on the show before and don't take this the wrong way. This is just my personal experience, my personal decision, but I'm not going to be doing anything filler or Botox or kind of medical procedure wise on that front to um, look more youthful. I feel like I want to just embrace the fact that I am looking older and not make it wrong, you know. And again, like that doesn't make you wrong if you're, you're doing all of those things and you love it. You do you. Like I don't think, I, I really hate anybody who comes out with an opinion that basically polices somebody else's body. If you want to, you know, do any of those things, like, you rock on, and I genuinely mean that. Like, I, I, I'm i not here to judge anyone. It just, it's kind of like, it's more like a personal challenge to myself. And also, I just like to reflect on things like, for our parents' generation, they didn't have that, you know. I mean, there was plastic surgery and stuff, but uh, it just wasn't as pervasive, you know, things like Botox and, and fillers weren't around then. And they all just accepted looking older. Now, it was probably even harder because they were even told they were even less relevant when they got to a certain age. So, you know, temper that message um, as you see fit. But I feel like, well, they were they were able to accept aging. I'm going to do my best to accept that I'm aging. And um, so, yeah, so that's just my personal stance on it. So my approach really to aging, it doesn't mean that I want to start looking <laughs> haggard. Don't misunderstand me. <laughs> um, but my approach is more kind of an inside out approach. So I'm working on trying to shush the inner critic that tells me that I'm looking a bit knackered or old or whatever it is. Um, I'm working always, as you know, on my mindset and my energy because I think that our energy is really the thing that makes us most attractive in an energetic sense. So I totally feel like if you show up with a really, you know, vibrant energy, that's way more interesting than like looking a certain way, but just having like a really like low vibe, you know? Um, and so I work on my mindset, I work on my energy, but I also, you know, as I was talking about earlier in the show, I try to feed my mind with things that support me. So I like to, you know, look for examples of women who are older than me, who don't look like they're filtered or altered. They look just like they are embracing the age that they are. And I like to kind of like feed my mind with examples of that and be like, yeah, look at her over there. Doesn't she look amazing? And she is that age and she looks the age that she is cool rock on and i i try to filter out things that are making me 
feel like I'm holding myself up to an impossibly high standard. Um, I also like to literally feed myself well. So I've been working on my nutrition with Linda, like I discussed. So giving my body the nutrients, like loving myself from the inside out, starting with what I feed myself. And that one thing that I like about working with Linda is it's not restriction based. I'm not like gagging down kale salads on the daily (laughs) and not eating anything else. It's very much about nourishment. And I feel like that's a really nice step towards sort of self-love because, you know, if we love ourselves, that's actually the more attractive thing. And really all that matters ultimately is comes down to our relationship with ourselves, right? Is, is shaping so much of our experience with the world. And then also I am trying to do my bit, and I'm not perfect on this front, but I'm trying to do my bit on modeling to my daughter. I try to not comment on somebody's appearance on TV or um, I don't comment on my appearance or weight or anything like that around her. And I don't um, praise her um, for being like pretty. That's not something that I tell her. Now, I want her to have a self-esteem and I want her to feel like she's a beautiful human being inside and out. And I tell her that but I don't put an emphasis on her looks. I do my best not to, but we are so conditioned that sometimes, you know, I do um, find myself wanting to say, oh, look, you look cute in that outfit or something like that. But but now I try to say like, oh, I love how you put that outfit together, how creative or something instead, you know? Um, So I'm kind of trying to do my bit on that front as well. And I, I find it interesting because I think that viewing kind of my perception of myself view through the lens of what I'm passing down to her is really helpful for me as a motivator. So I feel much more motivated to work on, you know, quieting that inner critic or uh, feel more motivated to do the stretchy things of accepting my face as is or accepting the kind of role that's appeared around my middle and not kind of, you know, shaming myself or, um, you know, restricting my food or joy or whatever, I feel more motivated to do all of those things because I'm very aware that she's a little sponge, you know, absorbing um, what I'm modeling to her. So I find that actually a really useful (laughs) part of motherhood that she makes me do better, basically, because I'm um, quite aware through the personal development work that I've been doing. I'm quite aware, more aware now than I used to be of like what I'm passing on and, you know, how we got to where we are through the way that we've been conditioned. And I don't want to be kind of perpetual unhelpful notions that our self-worth is wrapped up in our appearance. Um, I don't want her to inherit that, at least for me, for my part, I'm doing my best. You know, she might pick it up elsewhere, but I'm, I'm fighting the fight on my corner. So those are all my feelings on aging, my love. But how do you feel about aging? How do you feel about filters? What's your stance on this? How are you navigating that line between wanting to look nice, but not wanting to feel vain or or overly caught up in your appearance and equally not necessarily feeling like you want to let it all go and not give a shit. Well, maybe you do. Like maybe, you know, maybe you're firmly in one of those camps that I've just mentioned. Um, I don't think there's rights and wrongs here, but I do think that we um, can do our part internally in undoing some of the conditioning that tells us that our value is based on our appearance. And I do think that however we're showing up, we can, if we want to, um, pass on a healthier mindset around that to our kids. So that's just the kind of conversation I like having around this sort of topic. Again, not an expert on aging, (laughs) not an expert on parenting, (laughs) but I am a mindset expert and these kind of things crop up, right? So 
So that's what aging means to me at 40. Um, would love to know, like I said, your thoughts. Come and have a chat about it inside our closed private Facebook group. So I say closed, you know, you're welcome to request access. <laughs> um, but it's a nice, safe space where we can discuss these things, discuss these things, you know, amongst women who get it. We all get it, right? We are all aging. We're all facing sort of these dilemmas. And I think it's nice to, to chat about it and to not feel um, alone in it. So I'm hoping that that was um, what you got from today's episode. And I hope we continue the conversation over there in my Facebook group. Um, just want to, you know, make my request again to give me a little birthday gift if you haven't already. I would love it if you could just screenshot your favorite episode of the Limitless Mother podcast while you've got it open in your phone, in your podcast player. Just do that now. Yep done cool then just head over to instagram yeah you in there cool go to your stories just click add share it just pop in a little thing about what you liked about the episode that you captured maybe it's this one maybe it's a different one that's your favorite one of the all-time favorites is are you all in episode 69 just fyi i don't know why that was just like a really big one um and we've had a few really um popular ones lately like let's be more selfish bitches but yeah I just always find it interesting that are you all in was one of those big ones um anywho pop a screenshot in there tell the people what it is that you like about the limitless mother podcast let's get this message out that we are limitless that we don't have to subscribe to the limits that have been placed on us by society conditioning by ourselves even as well uh we can break free of them we can take back the power we can do what we like <laughs> we can live our limitless lives if you would help me by sharing podcast that would make my birthday or my birth month as you know i like to drag it across there so if you tag me at Corey javid.com then i'll see it and i can thank you personally and also share it over on our instagram stories or if you haven't done if you want to just while you're in your podcast player just tweet all over two reviews and leave me i'm just going to suggest it a five-star review tell me what you love about the show i would be eternally grateful my love and that would just be the best birthday present so thank you um uh, and until next time so next time we're going to be talking about oh this is a good one this is going to be a must listen asking for what I'm saying asking for what I want because I'm sh you know sharing my experience on it but really asking for what you want and really asking for what you want so that you can get what it is that you desire in life in business in all of the things definitely a must listen tune in next week for that my love and never forget you are at this age as any age in the future and always limitless bye for now So my love, you know what they say, sharing is caring. If you loved today's episode, then help a mother out. I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Cory Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort, and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.